You are listening to Reach MDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. And we're going to talk today about medical spas. The term itself, for physicians trained in our American system, sounds like a non sequitur at best, and at worst, a money machine with little or no medical value. But like them or not, they do exist. And believe it or not, some of them are actually responsible medical facilities. It's our job as doctors to make sure our patients end up at those that are actually authentically medical. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Mitchell Goldman, author of 18 medical textbooks, 300 medical publications on dermatologic and cosmetic surgery. He's an associate clinical professor of dermatology at the University of California, San Diego, and the founder and medical director of the La Jolla Spa MD. Welcome, Mitch. That's quite a resume here. Oh, thank you, Michael. So listen, I already stuck my neck out, and and we're going to get angry responses from a lot of people who aren't physicians and run spas. How about starting out by telling us what's the definition of a medical spa? You know, the definition can be very variable, but to me, the definition of a medical spa is a spa facility which offers medical procedures. And then I would go one step further and to say that if a spa procedure offers medical procedures, so these would be procedures in addition to massage and facials, there should be a physician on staff performing or directly supervising those procedures. Now, the common procedures that are done in medical spas would be laser hair removal, the filling substances, and the neurotoxins like Botox. You know, the spa sounds kind of fluffy and non-medical, and and a lot of our listeners are going to start thinking, okay, this guy's got a cash cow, but you actually have a medical facility with doctors on board. I've seen your website. How many physicians are there with you? We have six full-time physicians, actually five full-time dermatologists, and one full-time plastic surgeon. Okay. How many are there at one time? Well, usually, except for the weekends, all of us. So between four and six of us are on site all time, and on Saturday there's usually only one physician that's, that's here, and of course Sunday there isn't. But, you know, my facility is very different. I have, I guess, 10 patient examination rooms. We have almost 30 separate laser machines. Uh, we have two fully accredited operating rooms. We do everything from facials to facelifts, from cellulite treatment to liposculpture. Okay, but is there any standard medicine going on at the time? Well, standard medicine would be, do we treat acne? Yes. Uh, Do we treat skin cancer? Yes. But in my practice, we are a 100% cosmetic-based practice. It doesn't mean that if one of our masseuses is downstairs doing massage, if she notices or he notices that someone has a mole, that we don't do anything about it. All of our masseuses are trained that if they do notice something abnormal in a person, the doctor goes down immediately to examine the patient. And we have indeed found some skin cancers just with this very cursory type of training. Okay, so here's where we get to the difference that I want to talk about. These days, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. We have nurses, retired doctors who are not dermatologists or skin specialists, and lots of people who probably shouldn't be responsible for people's skins running medical spas. I see them in shopping centers. I see them in beauty shops. How do we as doctors determine the difference? How do we get involved so we can send our patients to the appropriate place? Or comment on on these kind of spas, if you would, for us, and the dangers. No, Michael, that's exactly right. And we can actually go through a, a number of subsets. So, One of the subsets is the medical spa that does laser hair removal. 
and that's probably one of the most commonly performed procedure in the strip mall medical spas. They have a problem, and the problem is that there is usually not a physician on site. There may be a physician that uh, is the medical director in name of the spa who maybe has never seen or even knows how to do the laser surgery, but for some reason his name is there and he actually purchased the laser. And what ends up happening is that the nurses are all very well-meaning people. They always want to do what's best, and they'll treat the patient, and the patient does not get a good response or gets a burn or an adverse response, such as uh, hypo or hyperpigmentation, and then it falls upon the physician to try to clear that up. And so often we see patients that have been to these medical spas that do laser hair removal and they're either sold a bill of goods saying it's going to be 100% removal, which of course we all know that laser hair removal is not 100%, or they actually get harmed or striped from the uh, lasers, and then it takes someone with a little more expertise to try to uh, fix that problem. Right. I've gotten those problems in my own office, and I tend to get really angry. It's like I feel like I'm doing cleanup for the retired proctologist uh, who just wants to make some extra money on the side. The biggest problem is after that patient has spent a few thousand dollars with that medical spa, they almost expect us to treat the complications for free. And I, I have to tell them, look, I didn't see any of that few thousand dollars that that medical spa saw. It's like, unfortunately, I have to charge you for my services, and you feel awful doing it. Right. Well, my bigger concern, too, is sometimes these patients come to me, and I know very well there's going to be a lawsuit, and I'm going to end up as the treating physician treating the complication um, when I didn't even do the problem. So I, I always look askance at, some, at, at these patients. It really bothers me. So how can our listeners, as doctors, find out about the spas in their community and which ones are legit and which ones are not? How can we do that? Is there an organization you guys have? No, Michael, there isn't. Uh, there are some organizations and uh, medical spa societies, but basically the societies that are out there now are just sort of rubber stamp societies to give people a diploma to put on the wall saying that they're a medical spa society. There's no enforcement. There's no rules. There's nothing you have to sign saying that you're going to do things ethically. Uh, you just have to pay the dues and go to a meeting and you become a certified medical spa, whatever that means. The problem is, you know, it's the buyer beware. It really is difficult for us and for our listeners to find out who is a proper medical spa. The only way you can really do it is to go and visit or call up and say, you know, and ask the, the intelligent questions. You know, is there a physician on site at all times? What are the qualifications of that physician? Does the physician perform the procedures? Those are just typical common sense questions to ask. And I'm afraid our listeners would be extremely surprised that if we did call up, you know, if we looked in the phone book and there were a dozen of these places and we called them up, I would be very shocked if more than one had a, even a physician on staff let alone a physician trained uh, appropriately in the procedures that he or she was doing. Yeah, I'm particularly annoyed lately by guys who are doing liposuction who should not be doing it. Um, it's like everybody suddenly seems to be a plastic surgeon these days. Well, Michael, even though dermatologists developed the tumescent liposuction, which we call liposculpture because it sounds better now, it doesn't mean that it, you have to be a board-certified surgeon to do liposuction. The problem I, I'm getting into now is there's this other technique 
that is called cool liposuction or laser liposuction, where a physician inserts a laser fiber into the skin with just some anesthetic and attempts to basically melt the fat. Now, although that procedure is a good procedure, and we do do that procedure in my office, we do it in conjunction with regular liposuction in a real operating room with real anesthesia, so we get good results. What's happening is a number of physicians that have never performed liposuction before are purchasing these very expensive machines, which cost upwards of $90,000, and are trying to do body sculpting by inserting a laser fiber and melting fat when they have no experience doing it. That, to me, is even more frightening. And even more frightening is the doctors that are what what we call mesotherapists. They're injecting who knows what uh, into the body, and half the time the doctors don't know what they're injecting because they buy these products from overseas to try to melt fat. And let me let me inject. That's some... even more more frightening. Mitchell, let me inject something here. Speaking of injecting, uh, you are listening to Reach MD XM two thirty three, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you are listening to Dr. Mitchell Goldman, the director of the La Jolla Medical uh, La Jolla Spa MD. Sorry, I used to say La Jolla in the past. No. Uh, and we're talking about ethical medical spas and how you can find one. Okay, so we're back to, to, to doctors melting fat off. Mitchell, who's guilty here? I mean, are the laser companies and the, these product companies going after doctors and seducing them with a the thought of easy money? Oh, geez, Michael, I, I don't want to say that because I have so many friends in the in the industry. But, you know, sometimes you'll have laser salespeople that need to meet a quota or need to sell a machine. And I'm not saying they're duping physicians, but, you know, in the United States of America, if someone has an MD or a DO after their name, they're legally able to do whatever procedure they want. It's up to other organizations to actually certify the physician. But, you know, even as a board-certified dermatologist, I can practice emergency medicine if I wanted to. It doesn't mean I could get malpractice insurance. And that's the other problem, you know, are these medical spas or doctors performing procedures, are they insured? And if they're not insured, all it's going to take is one lawsuit, and they they declare bankruptcy and go out of business. Okay. So I I understand that it's a sensitive question because you have connections with these companies. Um, But it it, it seems to me that a lot of it is driven by more money than anything. And, you know, I'm not going to go out and perform bypass surgery on somebody. I don't want, you know, a surgeon doing cosmetic procedures on me. Well, what, what happens is, you know, like when People Magazine comes up with this huge article of a very nice doctor that is doing this laser um, liposuction or cool lipo, you know, and, and, and things are said in that article that are way beyond the average to make it sensational because the doctor didn't, you know, he doesn't write the article. The reporters do. And what do reporters do? They want to sell you know, magazines or newspapers or whatever. And so obviously things are exaggerated. And then the general public comes and they go, wow, we really want this procedure. And that's when the doctors say, wow, there's there's a lot of people, they want this procedure, we can make a lot of money. And they start getting into the business of body sculpting. Can you relate some of the disasters besides the, the um, lasers that you've seen with patients improperly treated by non-regulated or physician-attended spas? What other things do we see well, one of, one of the uh, most recent disasters we've had here in San Diego is a pediatric neurosurgeon owns a medical spa and was vacationing in the Indian Ocean. And the uh, physician assistant who was in the office performing um, Botox injections 
mistakenly injected hypertonic saline uh, instead of Botox into the face. And that is not a very good thing to do. So you get ulceration and, and problems and fat atrophy. And that's just one example which occurred just a few months ago right here in San Diego. And of course, it was not done on purpose. And then the question is, well, why was the hypertonic saline there? And the reason was because that physician assistant was also injecting uh, some leg veins with it, which is the second most common problem I see is ulcerations from people injecting hypertonic saline into uh, leg veins because they're not treating the venous system uh, properly. I want to thank Dr. Mitchell Goldman, who has been our guest discussing medical spas and how to make sure your patient is properly and ethically treated if they choose to go to one. I am Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach XM233, the channel for medical professionals. We value your comments and questions and welcome suggestions for future shows. Send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And we truly thank you for listening.